Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. What is up, my friends? Welcome to this week's episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to give you an exclusive sneak peek into my book called Customer Obsession, which is available on October 18th. Crazy. I can't believe it. So for this episode... You know, I didn't want to bombard the podcast with a million episodes about the book. Uh, However, you know, it's been a huge part of my business. It's been a huge part of the last year and a half of my life. And I'm excited to share it. I'm excited to share the frameworks in the book. I'm excited to have you go through it and, and share some takeaways that you had, even if not every chapter of the book might be relevant for you or it might be interesting to you or whatever, there's definitely something for everyone that they can kind of take away and implement right away. So I'm super excited about it. And I can't believe it's literally here. I mean, it's crazy. When you work on something so like intimately for so long, and then it's finally available, it feels there's like so many different emotions. So I'm super pumped, and I just want to read uh, one of the short, shorter chapters of the book. The book is short. It's 132 pages. This is meant to be a fluff-free, snappy, action-packed book that you can read in a weekend. You can start implementing things. So it was really important to me that it was not a lo- – like, I just didn't want to have a long book. I get – And I know so many people out there have ADHD and you just don't have the bandwidth to sit there with this long ass book that's filled with fluff and filled with like fillers. You just get, it's hard to focus. It's hard to want to keep reading it. That's what happens to me. I start books and then I get really bored or I just like my mind can't focus on it. There's too much information, too much stuff. So for this, I wanted it to be short and sweet to the point every chapter has a specific focus and it has specific action steps that you can take and walk away and implement something. So there's a bunch of different chapters in the book, really, again, all about building customer loyalty, building these customer-obsessed super fans. But I thought it would be kind of interesting to start to, to read the chapter to you that is chapter one, and it's called What is Customer Obsession? Because I think for you to get interested in the book or be interested in getting a copy or just be, you know, I don't know, just be interested in hearing more, I think it's kind of cool to define what my definition of customer obsession is, why I think it's important to you. 
So I'm going to read, um, I would say most of this chapter, it's really short. It's, it's not very long, so I'll just kind of dive into it. But, and then I might kind of go through a couple of the other chapters and maybe pull like an excerpt or pull a case study or something just to kind of share. But I'm so excited. The book comes out October 18th. I literally cannot believe it. I was just messaging with uh, my friend Liz from High Tail Hikes. She was, you know, messaging me, asking me when it was available. And I was like, uh, I was giving her the the backstory of some issues that I've faced with the pre-launch or pre-sale of the book. And I'm not going to go into that today, but I will do an episode on the issues that I faced with the book. And I already did an episode, episode 200. If you want to go back and look at the podcast, um, let me see what the title is. Episode 200, a look inside my new book, Customer Obsession. The summary of each chapter, when it's available, and issues I have faced as a first-time nonfiction writer. So I kind of go through some of the issues I faced with the book in that in that episode. Uh, and I faced a lot of issues. And I had another person uh, basically email me, and she was like, <laughs> this made me laugh. I like laughed out loud. She emailed me, and she's in the book writing publishing world and she listened to the episode and she emailed me and she was like I was horrified to listen to your episode today she was like I can't believe all the crap that you faced she was like you should have like found me or you should have reached out to me or something like that and I was like I wrote back to her in all caps how do you think I felt <laughs> like she was horrified listening to my episode about what I struggled with and I was like well how do you think I feel <laughs> And I wrote like smiley face, et cetera. It wasn't meant to be a rude response. I just was like, literally, how do you think I feel? I'm the one that had to go through all this garbage. So, but it's all good. And this is part of the process. It's part of starting, trying something new for the first time. It's never going to be easy. It's not meant to be easy, you know? And that's why we as entrepreneurs, you listening included, the superpower that a lot of us have is we can try something new, fail and fail and fail and fail and still wake the hell up every day and try again and, you know, iterate the process and and try a different approach or something and not give up and not quit. And even though we might think, God, we're a fucking failure, we still show up. We still keep trying. And that's the difference between us and other people, like regular people that don't have a business, they would try something for the first time. And, I, and when it doesn't work, it doesn't go their way. It, they don't get results immediately. They're like, oh, this is this is not for me. And it's the same with this book. I mean, it's not, it, it wasn't meant to be easy. And it was meant to challenge the crap out of me. It was meant to <laughs> like cause so much frustration in my life. And again, reason 730 million why you should always hire a mentor a coach find someone that you can learn from who has already done the things that you want I didn't do that with this book and that was a huge mistake a huge mistake for some you know I talked about it in episode 200 but for some reason I just didn't want to I like didn't want to buy a course I didn't want to hire this expensive ass coach I just wanted to like figure it out on my own and sometimes with me, the the act of figuring stuff out and like going through it 
sometimes I like to do that. And that sounds strange, but there are times when I like to do it. I like to be challenged. I like to be pushed to my like max amount that I can handle. And just to like, I feel like sometimes it helps me to, because I haven't had, I haven't started a product-based business since 2016. And sometimes it helps me to be, just feel more relatable to people because I haven't started a product business in many years. I obviously have my current business, but what I do in my current business, I don't share on this podcast because it has nothing to do with an e-commerce business. You know, you're not going to see me posting this bullshit like, I made six-figure months today and I didn't work at all. And that's not true, actually. Like, I do not make six-figure months. <laughs> but you see a lot of these, like, bullshit online coaches, online educators, blah, blah, blah. I made $200,000 selling courses last month, you know, all this crap. And you're not going to hear me talk about any of that because it isn't relevant to an e-commerce business. It's not relevant to how I help you. I talk about the money and sales I made with my product-based business. But again, I haven't done that. I haven't started a business in that space in six years or seven years, sorry. So I think with the book and all that, sometimes getting myself back into that beginner stage is kind of good for me sometimes. I think it's, it. I don't know, does that make sense? It makes it so I can feel what a lot of people that I work with are going through with launching an e-commerce store and just feeling like you don't know what the hell to do. You don't know what the hell to work on. You don't know why something isn't working. You don't understand like the analytics of why something works or why something doesn't work or I don't know if that makes sense or not but that's kind of what this book has put me back in it's made me it's gotten me back in that like beginner struggling mindset and you know sometimes I think it's a good reminder to get yourself back into that because it forces you to like show up in a different way. It forces you to make all this effort learning something new and trying something new. And it, it's never a bad thing, you know? And I think once you stop, once you're doing well in your business, I think sometimes it can be easy to get lazy where you should always be in a stage of, I want to keep learning. I want to keep like mastering things. So in that sense, I think this book has been really good for me because it's it's pushed me to my limits so much. And it's the same sense that I felt seven years ago when I started my first business. I had no idea what I was doing. I struggled really badly for the first year, I would say in some ways. I struggled throughout the entire process in different ways, like mental health wise, burnout, like a lot of things that I did wrong, which I vocally talk about on the podcast all the time, like not outsourcing, not hiring, um, not letting go of my control freak nature-ish, <laughs> like thinking I had to do every single thing or it couldn't be done, which is not true. So anyway, long story short, the book has really been good for me in a lot of ways to like push me back into that like beginner struggling stage and we should all feel like that sometimes. I think even if we have a business, you know, you can do well, but there should be things that you still don't know how to do and put yourself back in that beginner stage. Remember how it feels to like start something new and feel frustrated and like 
just feel like you don't know what the heck you're doing. So anyway, okay, enough about that. I like how I'm like, I'm going to keep this really short. And then I talk for 11 minutes about pretty much nothing. (laughs) Okay, let's dive into it. So my book, Customer Obsession, I cannot believe, literally, as you're listening to this, it comes out the next day. I can't freaking believe it. It's a little shocking. Okay. And I already just take, this is kind of funny and I probably shouldn't talk about this, but I already have two other book ideas. (laughs) I already have two other ones. And the one that I think I'm actually going to start working on soon, I love it so much. I'm so excited about it. And it's going to basically be a lot more, let's just say case studies of really cool brands. I'm so excited. I can't wait. And I came up with the idea recently and I messaged one of my favorite biz besties, Kristen from Boku Box. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I think I just came up with my book number. I actually have a different idea for a book, but that that one feels so uninteresting. Then I came up with this new one and I was like, I think I just came up with my second book idea. What do you think? And I told her. And she was like, oh, that sounds really cool. I think you should totally do it. So anyway, and let's just say, I'll just give you a hint because, you know, I come up with a lot of ideas. It doesn't actually mean any of them are going to come true because I change my mind. I get bored. Um, I have this like running list of ideas and I think of it, I write it down and then I like let it marinate in my brain for a little bit. And then I'm like, okay don't want to do it. So, but this one is very cool. And let me just say it relates to my program, my signature offer, my new new newish program that I've launched for this past year that I'm obsessed with the cultish product. I'll say it relates to that, but I won't give you any more detail. Okay. Customer obsession. Chapter one. What is customer obsession? So, and just to give you a heads up, there's like a intro that talks a little bit about the book and the theory of customer obsession and that kind of thing. But I'll just start off with this. So I must share a story with you that embodies the true essence of customer obsession. Putting the customer first and living by customer-centric values will create loyal, diehard superfans. This is a true ripple effect that comes with from a brand being obsessed with its customers. Zach Hilton from South Carolina and his dog Charlie. One faithful day, I received a dog gift box order for my first business, the Dapper Dog Box, from a customer named Zach in South Carolina. A few seconds later, I received an email from Zach asking if we could ship his box out immediately as a special favor. For context, the shipping policy listed on my website stated that all orders would be shipped out within three to four business days. He explained that his beloved dog, Charlie, was recently diagnosed with terminal cancer and he only had a few days left to live. He was hoping to get the box so he could do a bucket list adventure with Charlie. This included taking photos of him wearing his dapper dog box bow ties and bandanas at the beach and enjoying some yummy treats. As I wiped away the tears, I knew I had to make this experience memorable for Zach and Charlie. I could have stuck to my shipping policy, but I didn't. There was no way in hell I wouldn't do my little part to make Charlie's last few days special. I quickly put together the greatest box of goodies I could have ever imagined. I stuffed that box full of treats and added whatever extra items I could make fit, including a handwritten card, 
and I shipped it out the same day. I felt so touched that this person I had never spoken to ordered my product for his dog to celebrate his end of life. How special is that? He could have easily gotten to a local pet store or ordered from a more convenient retailer like Amazon, but he chose my brand. A week later, I got an email from Zach letting me know how incredibly grateful he was for getting that box out to him and Charlie so quickly. Charlie loved the goodies and Zach included a photo of Charlie at the beach wearing a bow tie. Sadly enough, Charlie passed away a few days after receiving the Dapper Dog box. If that package hadn't have been shipped out immediately, they would have never received it in time. I wasn't tempted to stick to my shipping policy because sometimes you have to break your rules, do what's best for the customer, or do what feels right in your heart. A few days later, I saw a review on my business Facebook page. You can read it below. And it says, Zach Hilton recommends the Dapper Dog Box. And then quotes, thank you so much for making Charlie look and feel and be the most dapper pupper he could be. Charlie had a rough weekend due to the extreme heat and his leukemia, but today he was all smiles as he opened his box and was rewarded with the gifts. He also said that, He may be sick. He still can rock a bow tie with the rest of them. We cannot thank you enough for putting a rush on this box and cannot express in words the gratitude we have. Sorry, I can't read. Uh, Can't express in words the gratitude we have for. He wrote for be able. (laughs) Uh, I think he probably meant to be able to make these memories with our sweet pupper. And then quotes. That was when I realized customer obsession is a two-way street. You as a brand need to be obsessed with your customers. And when you do, your customers will be obsessed with you. Let's define customer obsession. Customer obsession is not just about providing a good customer experience, but about crafting an extraordinary one that exceeds all expectations. When customers feel a deep emotional attachment to your brand, they become your brand evangelists, spreading the word about your products and promoting your brand with wild enthusiasm. To succeed as a product business owner, being obsessed with your customers isn't important, it's necessary. By prioritizing your customers, you, the brand, can create a customer experience that is truly off the charts and cultivate a loyal customer base that becomes a driving force behind your e-commerce business success. When you're generally obsessed with your customers, you treat them like real humans. You sometimes break your own rules and policies to take care of them. You include them in your brand's community and you create an experience for them that is unlike no other competitor. These things may not seem that important individually, but when you add them up, it creates a typhoon effect, a surge of love between your brand and your customers. This stuff is the secret sauce to ensure you continue to get sales from this customer and they literally can't help but shout your brand from the rooftops. That is customer obsession. Why it matters for your brand. Have you ever ordered from a company and when you received the package, you felt truly special, like they really cared about you? This is why it matters. The company made an effort to make you feel good. It's not rocket science, yet so many businesses are completely clueless about this. You need to focus on your customers for many reasons, but let's look at these three main ones. One, the future of e-commerce is skyrocketing. To stand out against all your competition, you need to nail this. If you don't, you will continue to struggle. Two, the happy customer effect. When you have happy customers, they buy more. 
and they spread the word about you. When you create these customer super fans, they do so much for you in return for free. AKA, it's like free advertising for you all damn day long. Three, the cost to acquire a new customer continues to increase, yet retaining your past customers is five times cheaper. You always wanna get your past customers to buy more. This increases your revenue and decreases your need to run ads to acquire customers. The future of e-commerce. According to Oberlo, it's estimated that 2018, I can't read that word, 2018 million U.S. consumers will shop online in 2023. That's about 65% of the U.S. population shopping online. E-commerce is expanding in every direction and becoming a more integral, integral part of the consumer experience worldwide. What does that mean for you? More and more people are turning online to do their shopping. This means the more shops that open, the more competitors you have, and the harder it is and will be to stand out against them. In order to stand out against competitors and the big box online retailers, aka Amazon, you have to not only have a superior product and be a standout marketer, but you also have to be obsessed with your customers and creating a standout experience for them. By doing that, you will win every time against competitors. Customers are the life and backbone of your business. You don't have a business without them, so do yourself a favor and treat them well from day one. You will become obsolete if you don't make your brand stand out as the e-commerce space booms. The happy customer effect. When you love your customers, sorry, when you love on your customers, you make them feel seen and heard, you make them feel part of a community, this is what happens. One, they buy more products. Two, they tell their friends and family about you. Three, they share about you on social platforms. Four, they leave you five-star reviews. And five, they remind you of the impact you're making with your business. Let's break this down a bit. These frameworks are the basis for this book and I want them to sink in. So number one, they buy more, they buy more products from you. Did you know it's a lot cheaper for you to retain your past customers based on getting them to buy more from you than always trying to get new ones? According to Invesp, attracting a new customer costs five times more than keeping an existing one. While you still need to get new customers, you really want to get your past customers to keep buying more from you. One problem I see from a lot of shop owners is that they get someone to buy from them, but then drop the relationship after that. This isn't a customer one night stand, my friends. You gotta get them to come back for more and more. (laughs) When they have a good experience and like your product, this becomes a no brainer for them, but it takes work. You need to provide a great experience. And then after they buy, make them feel special and part of your community. When you do the things I'm sharing here, you will get customers to buy more and more from you. Hashtag win-win. Two, they tell their friends and family about you. Have you ever bought a product and instantly texted your best friend because you loved it so much? We have all done that because we get caught up in the excitement and we're eager to share it with someone else. This exact happened. This exact thing happened to me recently. The Bark Day Planner is an adorable pet brand that hosts lavish dog birthday parties for the fancy pup. Uh, last year, 
they launched their online store with a signature dog birthday brunch gift box, which is full of adorable toys, treats, and accessories, all with an adult brunch theme, aka the cutest thing ever. The second the product launched, I bought a box for my dogs and immediately texted my best friend, Nicole, and shared all the Bark Day Planner's website and social links and told her she needed this product immediately. That is how it all plays out, my friend. When you create a product that your customers gush over, they will tell their friends and family. Number three, they share about you on social platforms. This is quite possibly my favorite thing about social media and why you can get free advertising all damn day long when you have a cool product and excellent packaging. When a customer receives your product in the mail, they open it up and they freak out because they love it. They have to stop, whip out their phone, take a photo or video and post it to their feed, AKA free advertising. You want as much of this as humanly possible. Later in the book, I'll show you my number one strategy in getting customers to take photos and videos of your products and post them to their social media accounts. This resulted in my brand, the Dapper Dog Box, getting hundreds of tagged posts on Instagram every month from happy customers. That's a lot of free advertising for a scrappy scrappy brand that never did ads. Number four, they leave you five-star reviews. Trust is one of the leading decision-making factors when people decide to buy from you on your website. Therefore, if your site lacks trust, you will get fewer sales. Reviews on a website are a super easy way to establish trust, especially for someone who has never purchased from you. Reviews are also one of the key deciding factors when it comes to purchasing. A review is, sorry, a review is major social proof and credibility. While you don't need 100% of five-star reviews, you do need as many as possible. When people don't know you, they don't know if they can trust you. Reviews help push concerns to the wayside and help them click that buy button. Think of when you want to go to a restaurant or get takeout. What are your steps when choosing a restaurant? You likely open up Google Maps on your phone, type in a restaurant or type in a restaurant category, and then read all the reviews before you decide on a restaurant. As long as most of the reviews are good, you're on your way to deciding on a restaurant. But what happens when the restaurant has all three stars and poor reviews? You likely will not choose that one and move on to the next. That is the power and importance of reviews and why you must have them on your website, product pages, and external channels like Google, Yelp, and Facebook pages. People read reviews. And if you have lots of good ones, people are more likely to buy from you. On the other hand, if you don't have any reviews, people might X out of the page instead of taking a chance and buying your product. When your customers are happy, feel taken care of, and love your product, getting them to write a review is so much easier. They could write a stellar one that will undoubtedly, sorry, undoubtedly influence your future sales. Multiply that by hundreds and hundreds, these reviews will have a mega ripple effect on your sales. Number five. They remind you of the impact that you're making. If your product solves a problem, creates a transformation, or makes someone feel happy, you directly impact someone's life. When you marry that with a brand mission, for example, donating a portion of sales to a charity, you're making a huge mega impact. Once in a while, your customers will let you know how much they appreciate you, and they love and value your product and brand. They make you fail seen and heard, which is a wildly impactful feeling. Your product likely impacts so many people every single day, you just don't know it. 
Sadly, most people who are happy with a product or service, you might actually never hear from them. It's the unhappy ones you often hear from. When you get bogged down with customer service problems and issues, it's easy to assume your product sucks or your brand sucks, but remember that it doesn't. If you're reading this book, that tells me that you care about your customers and their experience. You are changing lives daily, my friend, and don't forget that. The cost to acquire a customer through advertising continues to increase. Listen up, my friend. Let me tell you some hard facts. The cost of acquiring new customers through advertising is through the roof and getting more complicated by the day. You can't rely 100% on ads anymore. It's not smart, sustainable, or setting your business up for long-term success. Yes, ads can bring in quick traffic and sales, but only if you know what the heck you're doing. And let's be real. That's not easy because the platforms that host advertising don't actually make it easy to figure out all the intricate nuances. Plus, running ads can be extremely expensive and eat up all your profit margins faster than a grizzly bear gobbles down salmon in Alaska. (laughs) I love that I put that in the book um, before I went on my recent bear trip because you might read that and be like, oh, that's funny. But anyway, okay. If you try to do it on your own, it'll cost you time, money on testing, and most likely won't be done correctly. And if you turn to an agency for help, get ready to drop thousands of dollars per month at the minimum on their fees, not to mention the actual ad spend. For a small business, for a small bootstrap business, this this kind of cash just isn't feasible. By putting more focus on increasing customer loyalty and getting past customers to buy more, you can boost your revenue, but also reduce your dependency on using ads to acquire new customers. In today's competitive e-commerce market, keeping customers satisfied and engaged is key to long-term success without relying on paid advertising. So listen to me, find ways to get customers without relying solely on ads. Your bank account will surely thank you. All right, and then I list out next steps, which I can, I guess, share. So next steps, number one, list out five brands that you love. Write out all the reasons that you love them. Number two, make a list of five recent purchases you made online. Who are they and how would you rate the experience of each one between one to 10? And then number three, think about your business and how you treat your customers. What are some areas that you could improve on? And then in the book, we go through all the different things of what you can do to improve customer experience and customer loyalty and all that kind of stuff. But just like off the cuff, What are some things that after reading this chapter or hearing this chapter, what are some things that you think that you could possibly change or improve in your business, knowing that the power of one customer that has a good experience with your brand, the power that one person has, you know, writing good reviews for you, sharing on social media, telling their friends and family and buying more from you. It's, it's really this huge ripple effect that we sometimes don't think of. We think, oh, it's just one person. But one person, and I talk about this in one of the chapters of the book, the customer retention and loyalty chapter, how you know I made a purchase, I don't know, last year or two years ago for a hot sauce subscription box. And I loved it so much that I ended up just continuing to buy that as gifts for people. And my $90 purchase turned into a spend of like a couple thousand dollars from them over the years. So, and all it takes is one person, one customer that's happy and they do all those things for you. So really, really important. All right. I'm just checking my time. All right. 
I think we're good. 30 minutes. And that's a good ending note. So I'm going to wrap this episode up. The book is available on October 18th. The Customer Obsession, it will be available on Amazon. It will be available on barnesandnobles.com. There's some other websites that it will be available on. And once the book launches and is available, it'll start to be available on more places. But for now, Amazon and barnesandnobles.com are the best places to check it out. I am so excited for this. I'm so grateful for you even listening to this episode and you know being interested in the, in the book. I've gotten so much support from people. It's kind of wild. Sometimes when you do that thing that is scary, you get so much support from people. So I have gotten so much excitement from people excited to read the book and I just hope that I don't let you down I hope that you can pull some takeaways from it and I hope that you're happy with it so I'm super pumped to get it in the hands of you and I'm going to be sharing some bonuses and some other things that you can get when you get the book so thank you so much my friends customer obsession the book so excited and thank you for listening to chapter one Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.